You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. We're talking MLB DFS. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and we are back again. It's Wednesday. I'm a little tired, Chris. It was a late night last night. Went to, uh, went to see Pink at Madison Square Garden Ooh. with my daughters. It was the... Uh, it was the Christmas present for them. They were very excited. And I'll tell you what, I'm very proud. The older ones stayed up the whole time. No, like, uh, naps in the middle of whatever or falling asleep. The little one, every now and then, in and out. <laughs> but I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's a rock star right there. That's a, she's a hell of a show. If you get a chance, go out there and see her. And I think you should take the, uh, the girlfriend. I think that would get you some big points there, Chris. If she comes I, I, I could use the big points. And I hear Pink puts on a really good show so i show. all about it yeah I, she sings it, better upside down than everybody else does right side <laughs> up i believe it yeah i mean she's a rock star she really is i remember when she first came out with a couple poppy songs but she's she's done some features with some some artists and i'm a fan so yeah if she i mean the tour is probably going to come up north here in toronto so i'm gonna have to keep my eye on that uh, yeah. unbelievable and and i got a bonus because i got chris stapleton showed up and sang a song with her wow, which is nice. one of my favorite dudes out there so look at that. Something for everybody. Everybody's happy. And here we are. And I'll tell you what, if you listened to the show yesterday, you're happy as well. And hopefully you are also subscribing to the Line Star app and uh, using the tools in there, telling you the upgrade to 15 bucks a month. Try it. You know, and if you're just listening to the pod, go do the trial. Do the trial for a couple of days. Like, see, see what we're talking about when we bring up these things that are on, on the Line Star app that are available to you. And you'll say, oh, wow, now I understand what Chris and Joe are talking about. Give it a try. And then, you know, you could upgrade and see the whole thing. And you go, okay, wow, now I've got everything at my fingertips, especially as we're continuing to get closer and closer to NFL. I know it sounds crazy to say that because we're not even in June, but we are. We're oh, it's going to come. We're getting closer and closer, Chris, for sure. So uh, let's take a look back at yesterday as we always like to do here on the program. I know some people are panicking a little about Trevor Bauer, uh, but he's just leaving balls up in the zone and they're getting hit. I mean, he's getting hit by good hitters up in the zone, and good hitters are going to take a yard when you do that. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, Oakland finally today favored in that game. But, I mean, they've been – now that Matt Olson is back, we've been talking about it, the lineup is just – it's very similar to last year. Remember, they were the, one of the most underrated offensive teams in baseball. In terms of DFS, they weren't really thought about. And betting lines, same thing. So, I mean, they were underdogs against Carlos Carrasco. They pulled out that win. Yesterday, they were underdogs against Trevor Bauer. They pulled out that win. And today, they're favored. They got a five-team implied total if you're playing in the early slate. So, um the, the the athletics they're solid man matt olson is a player and he's really helped that offense out a lot oh yeah and you're right yeah, about just Bowers. Just his, yeah, but his presence in the lineup too i mean chris Davis. not taking anything away from chris davis but no you know him and olson together that's a really formidable let me tell you what too not only is it a formidable lineup but if they get jesus lozardo healthy in the second half here that's gonna really be something because that's like yeah, adding close, i think yeah, he's already going to be facing live hitters, I think, this week. So that's, you know, we're talking probably sometime mid to late June, I would imagine, getting him back. And let me tell you something. They could go on a run here again. That Oakland team is dangerous. Uh, Domingo Armand goes to 9-1. and one. Outside of that one tricky inning there, it was pretty darn good. The uh, Yankees won again. We were all about the Yankees' offense yesterday. 
Gary Sanchez in his 14th home run. That's what we like to see. Clint Frazier went yard twice. Twice. I wish I had him. I Speaking of going yard, I'm sorry. I let everybody down. <laughs> well, you got an incomplete. I did, yes. The Cardinals right. got rained out, unfortunately. But I, I took a zero. I know the streak had to end at some point. But we'll start a new one today. That's Fear right. not, people. Fear not. Uh, Mr. Marquez, Colorado, nailed. We were all over him. He was brilliant. Let me tell you something. This guy is just – he's overpowering. And if he could only get out of course for the other 15 starts a year, man, would I be excited to have all kinds of pieces of him in season long. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, heading into his start yesterday, he had a 2.55 ERA on the road and, like, almost a five um, at home. And, yeah, I mean, he pitched – he was he's scoreless. He was basically perfect yesterday. And, yeah, it was it was nice to see. And and going forward, I think he's just somebody you have to play on the road. Yeah, so he lowered his ERA 2.08 now on the road and 43 innings. So that's a solid sample size there. And he's got a 5.34 ERA at home over 28. So he was great. Uh, that worked out for us. Clayton Kershaw, you know, yep. surprisingly, he was low-owned in tournaments. Like, a lot, a lot of people were, were spending up on him. It's the shocking. time to get in on Kershaw is when – you know, that, that, well, that was a, a little pitcher like a Verlander on the slate who's a more expensive and you look, hey, the matchup is right there. I'm going to save a thousand bucks or a couple exactly. hundred hours. Why not do it? I, I don't I don't because a lot of people say, oh, I'm just going to go up another X to, to Verlander. I was like, you need to do that. You know, between Domingo Herman, Herman Marquez and Kershaw, we were money yesterday and Quintana pitched well yesterday, too. He didn't get the W, which he sucks. Well, yeah. you know, he did pitch well. So continue to monitor him. That's a guy that we've been on since the, the streak of him going through there. Uh, we were definitely wrong. Uh, we, uh, I was. I'm going to take full responsibility for this one. Eduardo Rodriguez was a pitcher that I thought was a possibility yesterday. We talked about moving him in and out with a couple other guys, the secondary arms. Can't trust him. Good again. I mean, I, I don't know what the problem is. You know, he goes from striking out ten guys, and all of a sudden he doesn't. You know, he's getting hit all over. And the weird thing is, his fly ball rate isn't bad. No, Five ball rate is good, and yet he's given up bombs all of a sudden. It was crazy. Yeah, he's – as I wrote yesterday on TQE, is, is for him, he's, he is the ultimate GPP pitcher. You can't trust him in good spots. You're, you're taking a risk. You see the, the double-digit K per nine. You like it. Uh, he's been a little bit unlucky, actually. I, I feel like he's got an extreme high Babbitt that will probably come down a little bit. But the strikeouts are there. But you're right. He's he's given up home runs and he's walking guys, and that gets him into trouble. So just got to keep an eye on him moving forward. Maybe we maybe we attack him next week. <laughs> he pitches. Yeah, jab, maybe. But, but maybe. ran away from Zach Wheeler yesterday in the Mets because I just can't do it anymore, and that was a good thing because they, of yeah. course, you know, they won the game, but not for him. He doesn't get the W. So <laughs> there was a couple bad beats yesterday, to be honest. I mean, um, the Miami Detroit game was under all the way until the Tigers got two runs in the bottom of the night. Yeah, that, that was crushing. Yeah, and then the Braves broke my heart last night. They, they were up 3 1 in the ninth inning and they gave up. They ruined your runs. parlay. Those they bastards. ruined the parlay. Luke Jackson got lit up. He gave up four hits and three runs. And, and we talked before we got on air if it was Craig Kimball time in in atlanta i don't know i'll tell you what june 2nd june 2nd you will see a craig kimbrell contract in atlanta they just traded Vizcaino away all that like they're they're just cleaning house i think i think they're clean house yeah. and just finger that away and granky too got a loss did not pitch poorly just the offense didn't show up so yeah. everybody who loves matt, matt strom got to uh you know bathe in it last night <laughs> so good for you guys strom, like there's just I've been impressed with him. I think it's been two or fewer runs in every outing, but I mean, only two K. He's not striking out as many guys as I thought he would. He's not walking. Absolutely, I think he is. That's the problem. The strikeouts are in there. So if he's bad, it's yeah. It's, it's like the song. He's oh so bad. 
You know? He's so, so bad. Yeah, Granky <laughs> was great, Joe, until I believe it was the sixth inning. He gave he gave up a single back-to-back singles, I think, to Kinsler and Machado, and then Hosmer took him deep. But it was just that one bad outing that just ruined his win for him. Yeah. All right, let's get to today because it's Wednesday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. And let's talk about the slate. We got an afternoon slate today where we got uh, the A's and the Cleveland Indians. So that means Frankie Montas. We got my boyfriend, Luis Castillo, mm-hmm. uh, who's super expensive uh, in Milwaukee. So that's a, always a tall order, even for a guy as good as Luis Castillo has been. Then we get the matchup, or at least half of the matchup we wanted yesterday in the redo of the Cardinals game. <laughs> so we're not getting Homer Bailey in the day game. We're getting Brad Keller. I wanted Homer Bailey in this of one, course. but we are getting Michael Walker back at 6-6. So we're going to talk about that in a second. got Marco Gonzalez and Jesse Chavez in Texas taking on Seattle. Uh, then the last one, we have Merrill Kelly and Eric Laura in San Diego versus Arizona in San Diego. So I'm going to go back to the well here. I'm going to go back to the well with Michael Waka. I'm going to go back with Montas. I like that combination. Uh, to me, I think it's very cost-effective, and you can get involved with that A's offense again. You can get involved with guys like Olsen. Uh, you can get involved with uh, Chapman, Profar, all those guys. I think they're very uh, user-friendly. And the Cardinals. I think those are the two teams I like the most. The other one, it's – I know Texas looks good on paper, but Willie Calhoun's dealing with an injury. Um, you got a lefty on the mound in Marco Gonzalez, who I don't love, but it's still a lefty. So that sometimes Mazzara and Gallo can struggle a little bit there. So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm fading away from Castillo in Milwaukee as much as I love him. It's more of a price plus lineup against plus ballpark. It's just a lot going on there. Do you think that's a wrong play? Would you be on Castillo regardless today and say, screw it, I'm going there anyway? I may if Yelich gets scratched again. Yelich was scratched last night, and I jumped all over that under. It was eight and a half. It didn't – I was so – Yeah, and Sunday Gray pitched well yesterday against Yeah. Without Yelich, it's not the same lineup, so that's a good point. It's not. And I saw on the other side, you know, there was no Puig. So right away I jumped on that under, and it, and it worked out. And and right now the Reds, as we're, we're talking to you guys, the Reds have their lineup out, and there's no Puig again. And, you know, Zach Davies has been pretty good, although I'm not buying completely to what he's doing. I think he's due for some regression. But I think this game could be under again if there's no Yelich. I think it's actually a really good spot to, to pick the under if you're looking. I mean, right now the, the total is at eight. So if there's no Yelich again, I, I probably would go to Castillo. But I like your opening, you know, argument with Montas and, and Waka. Why not? I mean, both those teams are in good spots well, for W. I just figure you'd go up there in the offense and, and see what happens. Uh, the last outing was against the Cubs for Luis Castillo, he dropped 22 points on DraftKings. He only went five and a third in that one, just 76 pitches. Uh, but he did strike out six guys, walked one, and gave up two hits. So, look, he's he's been very good. I think in the single pitcher cash game on FanDuel, that's a different story. I think in the double, when you have the two pitchers, I want to get, like, the best combination in the day game because it's a shorter slate. So I'd rather – I'd rather rely on like the village. I, w- I wanted to take a village to raise a pitching staff instead of just rely on the one person. No, uh, that's, that's and fair. And he's, he's 11K on, on, <laughs> on uh, DraftKings and on the FanDuel side, where is he at? He is do, do, do 10. So yeah. I think you can yeah, – it's a little bit more doable too on FanDuel. So give me the single pitcher, Castillo, no Yelich on FanDuel. Give me Montas and give me uh, Waka in that one in the day, if you want to get in the day. Now, for you, where are you going? That was my take on the day slate. What's the Chris Meany take? Uh, no, I like Montas and Waka as well. I mean, I think it's important to spend up on some of these cards. It looks like the weather is going to be fine. I know I was watching the, the St. Louis Blues hockey game last night. They were talking about the weather. They said, like, just, like, dangerous slate, huge golf ball size 
hail was just flying all over the place in St. Louis yesterday. So, I mean, it looks like they're going to be able to play this day game, but the wind is blowing out left and Brad Keller is not a good pitcher. So he walks almost more guys than he strikes out. And I think it's important to spin up on some St. Louis bats and it'll allow you to do that. If you want to go walk a Montas and you made a great call with Texas. I don't think Willie Calhoun's going to play. That total is extremely high. Usually I like to pick on Marco Gonzalez. The oh, I do guy, too. And I want all the lefties in that line. Well, that's the thing is like, I, I, I want all of the shares of, many? of Texas in Texas. Usually. Yeah. I don't know. In fact, this is a spot too, where I'm, I'm thinking maybe Vogelback and, and Hanniger and guys like that are in play. Yeah. Well, kind I, of take advantage of the fact that everybody's down and rightfully so on Seattle, but there might be opportunity here. against Jesse Chavez. There definitely is. I mean, Chavez is not going to go deep in this game and, and for Seattle, they have the highest team applied total in the early slate projected to get six runs. I mean, that's the highest by far. So I think it's a good spot to, to get in on Vogelback Edwin, um, you know, Navarro's is pretty expensive, but um, Hanniger is is also expensive. But the, I think there's going to be some run score in that game. If you want to go, Malik Smith doesn't have a huge upside, but that you can include him in a stack, I suppose. I yeah. thought about Kelly against San Diego because they continue to strike out, but I don't I don't think I'll go there. I'd rather just walk a, at that price. Yeah, I would. All right, I've been waiting for this all morning. Mm-hmm. I have been waiting for this all morning. So we got the Colorado Rockies and John Gray taking on the Pirates again, and we've got. The opening pitcher here for the Pirates, Montana Durapu. I've been I've been working on it. How did I do? Did you I aced do? it, Montana you, Durapu. You aced it. You need to be on that Yen's Above Replacement oh. podcast, man. <laughs> oh, Montana Durapu. Which also, and so so this guy's name is Montana Du D U. So yeah. big D, little U, big R, little A, little P, little A, little U. And I wanted to call him Montana Durapper first like chance the rapper it's the rapper <laughs> i was like so it's john gray versus uh, montana the rapper and uh <laughs> uh so i'm gonna go with uh, i'm gonna go with colorado in this one i'm not usually a big john <laughs> gray fan i thought oh so i'm gonna go with colorado you're not gonna take chance the rapper well, I thought i'm you not were gonna, gonna take go montana the rapper uh, yeah i mean the rapper he's not gonna go along in this game obviously i was looking at some of his minor league numbers you know the other day actually and striking some guys out but you know, like i'm a pretty big prospect watch. guy when, when you sneak one by me like this i kind of uh, that's automatic to me where i just go nope no, okay. <laughs> i'm pretty i'm pretty good with that like i you know i'm about 250 minor leaguers deep in my 2014 dynasty league that's, that's a lot <laughs> of minor leaguers that i'm pretty aware of and yeah and systems i mean you know hey if you listen to the show we were very ahead on a lot of the prospects in the last couple of weeks and saying hey Jump on them now. Let's go get in there. They're up. They're hot. Take advantage of the fact sure. that they're seeing the ball well. This is not a call-up for anything else, but because they can't keep them down, that's how good they're playing. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, it's desperate. It's not that. Like, this is a desperate. <laughs> this is like, we oh, need somebody sure. today. Come on up. That's the difference. So well, he only has 11 starts, Joe, in the minors, and they came in 2014 single-A ball. So, like, yeah, he's so, uh, not going to – I mean, he's oh, got the one start this year. <laughs> he's got the one start. He went so, two innings. Yeah. And he, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I would you go to John Gray here? I know I, neither I don't are want to, I, I don't want to, <laughs> but really, he's, he's obviously like, this is the environment to play him in. Right. It is. He, I just wish he, he wasn't 9,000. Like I know he's eight, so six, I'd be, I'm, I'm jumping, a, I'm jumping yeah. around. I'm doing a happy dance. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's the nine, two ask me again at the end of the show if I've changed my mind yeah. right now it's a no but it's a yes to it's a yes to David Dahl it's a yes to uh Daniel Murphy and it's a yes to you have to pick one story or Arenado if you want to get involved in this but that's the grouping 
Yeah. You know, God bless Charlie Blackman, but I, I, I'm not doing five, six for Charlie Blackman. I like so, Colorado on the money line. They should get the W again. Oh, yeah, 100% there. And then you go, uh, we're going back again. We got Yankees and uh, Orioles again, Straley and Sabathia. I want neither of these pitchers, obviously. But I'll tell you what, man, it's hard not to like Sanchez again tonight. It's hard not to want to go back to the well with Aaron Hicks and Torres and some of those better bats in the Yankee lineup because Dan Straley is a, a human uh, – batting practice machine he, I mean, that's, he, he really is yeah right-handed <laughs> right-handed bats are slashing 394 419 732 with a 478 woba against straley this year so i mean it's it's been two straight days the orioles are the the first the fastest team in mlb history to allow 100 home runs i mean it's just it just hasn't been good for them so i we get that it's chalk but i mean they're going to continue to rake it just yeah it is what it is 6.5 team five total it's one of the highest i've seen all year joe yeah, seriously. I mean, uh, and, and it should be. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like Speaking of batting practice machines, Rick Porcello uh, takes on Aaron Sanchez in Toronto. Uh, I'll tell you what, this is another one. You can go to the Red Sox. Well, you saw Rafael Devers in another home run. We've been talking about him and talking about him and talking about him. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where it's uh, – wait, I'm hoping that everybody's listening because on FanDuel tonight, I'm going right back to the Devers well. I'm going right back to it. He's 3.3. I love the pricing. He's going to be in so many of the lineups. Him, Chavis, it's fine. You can go with the bottom of this order if you want to, with, or even the mid. You can go Bogarts, Devers, and Chavis if you don't want to pay for Martinez and Betts and Benatendi and still get exposure there. I think this is, a, this is a winner if you want to go big or go small. Either way, I think you're good. And not to mention Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on the FanDuel side too, still just 2.9 against Porcello, 100%. This is a guy who's going to throw balls in the zone for Vlad Guerrero, and Vlad Guerrero is going to pound those baseballs today. I don't understand why Devers' price is still 3-3. I'm looking at the Line Star app, and I'm looking at the last 10 games. 3-5, and 3-3. Like, it's, he's actually dropped down. Like, I don't, I don't fully get it because he's just been – Getting on base, the average is fine. He's in a great lineup. He went yard the other night. So, I mean, he's just an automatic for me. Every time I'm playing FanDuel, I just plug him in. Yeah, 100% there. All right, let's move on here. This is the big matchup of the night. We got Jacob DeGrom against Max Scherzer. So, let's take you through this. It's in New York, okay? DeGrom on FanDuel, 10.8. Scherzer, 11.1. On the DraftKings side, you got 11.1 for Scherzer because, once again, FanDuel got drunk last night and refused to, you know, do their own pricing. And then Jacob DeGrom at 10.5. By the way, that was a funny bit on yes. If you missed yesterday's show, if you missed yeah. it, we did a whole bit where basically FanDuel, it seemed like it was just copying DraftKings in terms of pricing because <laughs> they were drunk and they were partying. They were out of pink last night. They were We had the VIP last night, man. They just how much how much is Scherzer on DraftKings? That's oh, fine. Just, 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 let just, copy, just copy him. Yeah. Somebody give me a Bloody Mary. I just, yeah. I'm so happy right now oh my God. just make them the same price as DraftKings, which is which is oh. completely odd especially when you're the looking lobby at the is spinning right now the draft lobby is just spinning my head oh my god they've been at pink for weeks oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but look so let's take you through it so grom i mean if you want to say he crapped the bed last week that would be the very kind way of putting it because he did last friday yeah. he let a lot of us down yeah a lot of us down 70 percent of us down to be exact at negative points yeah yeah i mean it's just brutal <laughs> so here's my question do you go to the scherzer side because you want to just keep pounding the whole mets narrative that they can't do anything right and they can't figure it out no matter what they do even when they win it's just a crap show yeah. or 
do you say this is the perfect opportunity to go a little contrarian and go DeGrom coming off the bad start? Ownership is down, Scherzer, and I can make a ton of money in cash games. Or option three, excuse me, a ton of money in tournaments. Or option three, you just run for the hills from this whole thing. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm leaning, to be honest with you. Is that's fair. Three. Yeah, is is leaning. I, I can't really seem to pick a side. I, I'm not a huge fan of this Mets lineup, and I'm not the biggest fan of this Washington lineup right now. They're striking out a lot, so... I originally looked at the total that my, my one thought in this whole game was six and a half total. Should, should I go under? Because it just seems to be an inning with both of these guys where they allow a couple walks or a home run, especially on the Scherzer side of things. You know, he seems to allow a home run or two every single game, but it's, it's like, where's, where's the offense going to come from New York? If I had to choose a side, I would probably choose DeGrom knowing that potentially people could be off of him save myself you know a few hundred dollars and and go that way but i'm running joe that's that's where i'm i'm, I'm running away i like other. you know it's funny i thought i thought you would be maybe maybe i'm hitting you on a down day i thought you would be the guy yeah i'm gonna do it i thought you might be the guy tonight <laughs> i can understand i'll tell you what i was running but you know me i already said yesterday i'm running from yeah. <laughs> anything involving this team i'm I'm running away from, but I, I can understand it. It's it, look offensively. I think most of these guys are going to be off the board tonight. Pete Alonso continues to just be in, in a different universe, which is great. I wish anybody else on the team could hit, but still um, DeGrom has been good against the nationals. If you are playing a multi-entry tournament kind of scenario, I think it would be smart to have a DeGrom lineup because I think the ownership will be really low. And if he has one of those games where he does come out three, two or two, one or something like that, you're in a good spot. Now, I don't think this is the single-entry tournament. Let me be very clear. This is not a single-entry tournament play. No. And anything else outside of that, I'm running away from this game. Now, I'm not running away from this guy because I think we learned our lesson on Friday with it. I'm running towards Rich Hill. Same kind of reasoning uh, that we talked about yesterday with Kershaw. Some of these guys on this later are going to be a little bit more expensive. Rich Hill is 10-2 on the DraftKings side. On the FanDuel side, he's just 83 Oh, my God, give me all the Rich Hill tonight on FanDuel. I, I love it. I, I love it. And I think you can even stack all the Dodgers. Yeah, they're so cheap. I don't understand. They are. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like, you know what? I think if everyone's like, you know what? The Bellinger cost has just gotten out of control. But now you got Verdugo, 2.8. You got Kiki, 2.7. You got Justin Turner at 3. Again, these are all FanDuel pricing. So you can go with Rich Hill and the Dodgers and get Bellinger in that game very comfortably without a doubt by getting guys like Vlad Guerrero Jr. in your lineup tonight. Yeah, and how about Corey Seager? I mean, this guy has scored eight runs in his last eight games. I mean, he's got three multi-hit games in the last week. He's went yard twice. I mean, he's 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 the one that stands out to me on DraftKings. I mean, he's the value over there, and and you just absolutely three seven on DK. I mean, he, I just plug him in because I know the upside is there. Remember, he missed a lot of time last year, so it's not surprising to see him start slow. And you're right, the same feel as what we had yesterday. The same idea with Kershaw. And these, this Rays team up against a left-handed pitcher, I mean, striking out 31% of the time now, that's the highest mark in baseball. So it's, it's such a great spot for Hill. And, and that's why I run away from a matchup like Scherzer and DeGrom, even with Garrett Cole. We haven't even got to Cole on, um, on this slate. So, uh, well, yeah, Rich we'll get to him is, in a second. Some of his pricing is completely, oh, you know. So, crazy. look, to me, the Dodgers are the one I want. And, and I'm just it's, – it's a really good price. Now, the trouble is, on the DraftKings side, more expensive. Rich Hill, obviously, a two – uh, 10-2, you got Cody Bellinger, 5-8. So it's a lot harder, but on the FanDuel side tonight, man, that Dodger lineup looks really good. And this is the whole thing, and this is why, you know, in terms of when people talk DFS, there's nothing that drives me insane more of, of when people just kind of do generic, I like this tonight, I like that. Well, yeah, I like this 
in this format. And like, I like this in cash games on FanDuel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's right. like, it's like, let's get specific. Let's tell people what they really need to know instead of being this general thing. I like this tonight. Well, do you, because do you like it both equally on both sites and, and all different kinds of formats and stuff? No, that's just lazy DFS. That's lazy fantasy. And I hate lazy. If anybody knows me, lazy, something I, I have no time for, but this is really the thing. Now, I don't think on DraftKings and I don't have shares of this, but on FanDuel I will. Will you make room for this because you like it so much on DraftKings tonight? Um, I think I think I will on tournaments. Like in cash, in cash I won't. In tournaments, I think I will because the the reason for is when you look at the the top price board and you look at some of these pitching and you see Cole twelve, Scherzer eleven one, Degrom ten five, and then Hill ten two. My feeling, honestly, is that people will like, no, if I'm going to spend 10-2, I'm spending 10-5. I'm getting the elite pitcher in DeGrom, or, or I'm really going to spend down, or I'm going to spend up on Cole. So I just – I love the matchup. I think it's a good call by you to, to bring it up on FanDuel. I think it's one – and we've been talking FanDuel and the strategy behind it for, for weeks, like invest and, and put money into FanDuel. Like that's the way to win, honestly. But at the same time, like I will have some shares to, to Rich Hill in tournaments because I think we'll get them at a low ownership and I'm not going to ignore the matchup. All right, there you go. Okay, let's talk, to, uh, let's talk to that game over in Detroit here. You got Daniel Norris and Jose Urena, which is funny because, you know, I mean, these are two guys that we're usually all over. <sighs> it's hard because I hate both of these offenses. So I guess it's like, all right, so I've got to kind of gear myself up and get excited about this in some way. I feel like, so you got Nick Castellanos at four, you got Ronnie Rodriguez at four, eight, you got Miguel Cabrera at three, five, but Miguel Cabrera, I don't think has enough upside anymore. And on the other side of this one, you got Garrett Cooper, Brian Anderson, both at 3.2, 3.1 over on DK. That's pretty reasonable. Even Jorge Alfaro, you know, we don't talk about catcher very much because often, we're very much in the whole punt catcher unless there's a really good situation there because it's just it's really hard to create an advantage there. It's just not a lot of great offensive catchers or even mediocre ones at this point in baseball. So on a night like tonight, a guy like Alfaro 3-7, something I'm actually willing to consider a little bit more because of the matchup, because of the power he offers. Uh, are you looking at Castro, Anderson, Cooper, and these guys potentially against Norris, or are you looking at the other side or exposure to both because – both these pitchers stink and there should be every opportunity for this to go over nine potentially. Yeah, it is a, it is interesting this whole game because you're right. Yeah. Norris and Urena are guys we picked on all year and, but they have really struggled with contact right-handed bats have, have, you know, had their success against both of them, especially Daniel Norris, you know, really looking into his numbers and just seeing the struggles he's had against right-handed bats so far this season. I mean, slash line 305, 345 and 458 a wool by 344. So I think it's a, a decent opportunity. I, I don't know if I feel great about stacking, but again, if you just throw in Brian Anderson or Sterling Castro, um, those are two that I like in, in that lineup and just so cheap, right? Three, one, two, nine. And on the other side, I think Castellanos is, I think he's a solid play and someone will probably get overlooked. I, I, I would imagine like most people will just gloss over this game and, and not even think about it where both teams combined for nine runs yesterday against good pitching. So I think there's an opportunity to get in on some of these guys. I agree with you with Miggy. I just don't see where the upside is with him. Um, and for the most part, Urena, yeah, he gives up a lot of contact, but most of it is on the ground. Um, so I'd lean more Miami bats than I do Detroit because Norris is, is a bit of a fly ball pitcher. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I'm in there as well. I think that's exactly why I'm trying to highlight them. All right, let's move on. Uh, now we've got the other part of the double dip here is the Wainwright and Homer Bailey from the St. Louis and the Royals uh, locking horns here. And 
I am not as excited about this one. I do still just like we wanted to troll Homer Bailey yesterday with guys like Ozuna and, and DeYoung and Goldschmidt and all those guys. It's, it's the same. Same, same, same goes here. That's about it for me. Anything else on this one for you? No, that's it. Yeah, I mean, keep an eye when the lineup comes out. Uh, you know, it might be a little bit different, guys. Maybe yeah, sit, that's a good so. point. Good point there. And the second one, sometimes some guys sit out. We'll play both. So, that, that, you know, that's making me almost – and see which guys are out of it too. Because if you take Goldschmidt out of that lineup, it's kind yeah. of uh, – it's, it's not as dangerous. Yeah, that might make me yeah. run away from that entire lineup. So, keep a close eye on that second lineup that comes out in that game. Good call by you there, Meanie. God, you're not just a pretty face after all. <laughs> all right. So, the Chicago Cubs and Cole Hamels against the Phillies. Give me all the Cole Hamels tonight as well. Uh, I think, you know, kind of like we talked about Kershaw yesterday, this is another guy where, yeah, people are going to be on DeGrom. People might be on Scherzer or Cole. But I'll take Cole Hamels against the Phillies, and I'll take that – strong left-handed pitcher against the Phillies, just like yesterday. I took Quintana, and I have even more confidence in Cole Hamels, and especially against Cole Irvin. It's a battle of the Coles, which you got to love. But for me, yeah. it's, uh, it's Cole Hamels. And um, you know what? It's Chris Bryant's expensive, but I'm willing to go there if you really want to pay up because I think there's a good opportunity for him tonight against Irvin to go yard. Wind's blowing out 14 miles an hour. I'm, I'm kind of foreshadowing something right now as I'm talking about it, but we'll save that for the end of the show. Chris, what are your thoughts on Hamels tonight? Or do you think he's a comparable fade um, and an option tonight for some of the big boys on this slate? Yeah, I, I think he's another guy, you know, this is another reason why I won't spin up on Scherzer and DeGrom. I think, you know, you can get a guy like Cole Hamels, maybe just, you know, low owned, right? As he seems like, like a contrarian play yeah. because of, the respect that Vegas and many other people are giving the Phillies, but you and I know doing this show every day that this Phillies offense has just been disappointing and they haven't scored a lot of runs. And for Cole Hamels, I mean, let's talk about three runs or fewer in eight straight starts and two or zero in, in six of them. So he's been, he's been really good and not giving up a lot of contact, like three hits, three hits, three hits, four hits. Like those are good, strong outings from Cole Hamels. So um, yeah, I can get behind you in that play for sure. And Brian is, yeah, Brian is feeling it after that slow start. Chris Brian is really feeling it. You have to pay up for him on DK, of course, but um, over on the FanDuel side, 4-3 is, is not awful. And what I've noticed, too, is if Baez is not in that lineup, I know Jason Hayward is not fantastic. It's a lefty-lefty matchup. Some of these guys have been moving up. Uh, Contreras, 3-6 over there on DK. He moves up to that four spot. I, I think, you know, the value obviously increases. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on here. Obviously, it's another tough matchup here. The White Sox are really running into a buzzsaw here with Verlander and Cole in this series. Of course, Cole is going to be magical. He's 12K over on DraftKings. On the FanDuel side, he is 11-7, so you're paying through the nose either way. Of course, against Ivanova, you want to go super safe. It is it is difficult, as we said, when you want to go the big pitcher with Houston. That's why I'm saying you could go with the offense of Houston and Cole Hamels and actually mm-hmm. make that work, and I think that's a very safe cash game opportunity there. Um, and I'm fine with that. I think that's – Rich Hill – he has another guy, too, I think you could yes. do that with a little bit easier than with Cole. I think that's very difficult. Um, anything to add here? Because I think this is kind of same old, same old. I mean, Ivan Nova is going to get trounced in this game, and Garrett Cole should be Garrett Cole. And if he's not, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing you can do about that. It's just no. That's what Chris said. Sometimes you get the bad beat. In the Lebowski, you know what they say, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear he eats you. And this is, this is just a fact of life. But there's no way the smart money isn't all on the Houston side tonight. 
All right. I mean, White Sox top three strikeout. We got Cole who has 93 punch outs and 60 innings. I mean, yeah. And, and you're right. That's why you can do this on FanDuel. And that's another reason why, you know, you, you kind of, you fade other, you know, high price pitching matchups or you move over to FanDuel and you, and you go Hill and you, and you go Hamels and then you stack Houston bats. Like that's what I feel more comfortable doing rather than spending up on some of these Scherzers and Groms in the world. I'd rather get some of these stack bats and take these low tier pitching, um, you know, prospects. So yeah, I agree. Same thing I'll say yesterday, no Springer Reddick moves up in that leadoff spot. He's three, two on Fandle, like an automatic. It's plug him in. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Big ding, ding, ding. Love it. Exactly. Right. All right. Uh, here's another lefty we like tonight, Martin Perez. Oh, yeah, lefty against the Angels. That's our favorite thing. It's yeah. the theme of the show. That's what we love to do. It's always the Angels against left-handed pitching. And Martin Perez, the unofficial mascot of On Deck Podcast, <laughs> he's, uh, he's back again. And I'm telling you, I'm all for it. Matt Harvey sucks. Yeah. Uh, so give me Eddie Rosario in this one. Give me Scope. Give me Polanco. They love that threesome right there. Or you could go Scope, Rosario, Crone, either way. I think you're in good shape there against Matt Harvey. Um, and give me Martin Perez. I'll tell you what, you give me a pairing of Martin Perez and Hamels, I'll show you a lot of successful pay lines hit. Yeah. I, I really yeah. think that's it. That's like a gimme, I think. There's going to be a lot of attention, a lot of the big names, but they're super expensive, and two of them are going against each other. So for me, it's like Rich Hill. It's, it's, it's all the lefties. It's Martin Perez, Rich Hill, Cole Hamels. The theme of the show tonight is Southpaws. Oh, for sure. And again, interesting. Like, I'll fade Perez on FanDuel only because Hamels and Hill are cheaper. That's the point that we've gotten to near the end of May, that Martin Perez is the fourth highest priced pitcher just behind Jacob deGrom, but more expensive than Cole Hamels and Rich Hill. And Hill is in just such a beautiful spot. So I'll, I'll fade him on, on FanDuel. I think you get, a, again, low ownership. We've been picking on the Angels all year. You're right. We have been. Get some of those lefty bats up against Matt Harvey. Harvey's really struggled. A 396 Woba against left-handed bats. And talking Kepler off the top. Eddie Rosario, you just mentioned the four spot. Marwin Gonzalez had a, had a great day yesterday. Uh, Sano is not a left-handed bat, but he's had a couple home runs since he's been back in the lineup. I think he's got five runs in five games. So this Twins team, they're going to continue to roll. Love them on the money line. Love their entire lineup. Yeah, 100%. Last one, Max Fried and Samarja in San Francisco, Atlanta, and the Giants. Any love for this one for anybody? I know Acuna's been excellent, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I still love Austin Riley, obviously. I still think he's a terrific bat. Uh, in terms of the pricing, uh, he's just 3-5 still on FanDuel. Again, they are just super slow to catch up. Dansby Swanson's fallen to 3.2. I feel like on the FanDuel side, it's a little bit more leverage there um, than on the DraftKings side. But outside of that, there's really not too much I'm excited about in this game. No, Samarja's a big fly ball guy. Gives up a lot of home runs. But most of those home runs we've talked about before on the show as well just come on the road. Like, you know, he gets saved by pitching in San Francisco. But even still, like, you're right. If you're playing on the FanDuel side, Joe, I mean, Acuna 4-2, Freeman 4-3. You get into JD and Marcakis and Riley. Those guys are all in the mid-threes. So um, it's it's a stack I would I would consider in the late slate. But honestly, I think Minnesota's the way to go. All right. All right. It's time to call our shot. That's what we do, so I'm going to get back on track. It's been a great run, so a little, little downturn yesterday, but that's okay. That happens sometimes. You can't hit every single one of them out of the ballpark, although for a while there, it seemed like that was the case. <laughs> However, I'm going to get back on the horse tonight, and I'm going to get back on the horse. It's a very tall horse, and that horse is Chris Bryant against Cole Irvin, who's going to lose the Battle of the Coles tonight in Chicago. That's what I say. So Chris Bryant is your guy to go yard tonight. How about you, Meanie? Who you got going yard? 
So I got to get back on board here. So I got to get away from Minnesota and St. Louis. I got to, I got to go to New York where all the home runs are happening in Baltimore. These Orioles, this pitching staff is just so pathetic. So, you know, our boy, Aaron Hicks, going back to Aaron Hicks. He'd easily go Sanchez or Torres here. I'm going back to Aaron Hicks. He's going to get that home run. (laughs) That's what you said last time and you missed out on Hicks. I'm going back to him. Okay. All right. So you're (laughs) going back a lot of faith. If Sanchez and Torres go yard again, oh, it's gonna I, I think it's going to be a long time before you pick Hicks. I'm yeah, just saying. Probably. All right, so there this, you wait, have Before it. we go, get out of here, Joe, yeah. we, have, we have the Brewers lineup that is out, and there's no Yelich. So no Yelich. There you go. Castillo, well, there you but... go. There you go. So what you do is you go and you get Luis Castillo then in the cash games in the afternoon because no Yelich in that lineup does not scare me even no. in that ballpark. That's a, that's a big difference. So you got Kane, Moustakis, Grandal, Thames, uh, here are a Gamel, Hernan Perez, and Arcia. That is a very, very yeah. uh, doable lineup there. <laughs> Isn't that weak when there's no Yelich? It's like, wow, there's a lot of strikeouts in that. Well, it's weak when there's no Yelich. It's weak when Jesus Aguilar hasn't really hit all year. It's right. weak when Shaw isn't the middle-of-the-order guy that you thought right. he was the last two years. And all of a sudden, this lineup is not the same. And I said it last – you know, I said in the offseason, anybody who expects the Brewers to just repeat what they did last year is, is nuts. No. That was a magical run. They don't have – quite as good of a team and certainly not quite as good of a rotation as they as they did last year everything just hit right that happens sometimes in baseball it's a magical run repeating it's going to be tough but look it's uh, it's definitely for castillo today so yellow owners you know as great as he's been man it's it's frustrating when he's not in the lineup you know it really is it's frustrating for brewers fans but it's even more frustrating i think for fantasy fans as well uh before we head out betting lines anything else you want to remind everybody of today where you're betting well, I'm going to go back to the Braves, even though they burned me last night. I'll go back to them on the road. I like Minnesota. You are so, you know, you're, that's what I love about you. You're so willing to love again, whether it's yeah. Aaron Hicks. That, you can't. You burned can't. by Atlanta. I love you that. you got to go back to it, Joe. You have to. I mean, that's, that's the thing. If you're going to bet, I mean, last year you could have bet the Red Sox every single day, and you would have won 70% of the time, and that's fine. You win 70% of the time, you're fine. So I don't, I don't mind going back to Atlanta. Uh, I'm, I like St. Louis. I like the Dodgers and the Rockies again on the road. And – as much as I said I was going to run away from that Washington and, and New York game, I, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the, I think the under is going to hit there. So Yep. All right. There you have it. So you can follow us on Twitter at LineStar app, at JoePizzaPia17, and, of course, at Chris Meany. There's nothing left for us to do today except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meaney.